Right, so this is the start of the episode. Welcome to the episode. This is Sam yes. and Maggie Hakley. Uh, that's Sam over there. He's my brother. And Hello. I'm Maggie. I'm his sister. And we are watching yes. the television show Glee, which we hate. Yes. Well, okay. Well, yeah. We hate it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think I think I'm I'm coming I'm coming to a to a terms with this because like in trying to watch these past few episodes, they, yeah. they haven't been the best. Let's just be real about that. First yeah. off, these episodes have been pretty garbage. Um, well, you but, you really like the substitute. I did. I did really like it. Um, but I so I watched them with other people before I watched them to take notes. And mm-hmm. I think the other people I've been watching them with are not very happy with me anymore because I Why? just like bash on the episode the entire time we watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, we've I we've been sort of trained to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. But honestly, that was how we were watching them when they were on TV. Also, yeah. Um, if you were if you recall, we were. Um, I think this is around the time that we were watching them with um two friends of ours. Like we were going over to somebody's house to watch it recorded on somebody's DVR, so we could because we didn't have dvr so we couldn't fast forward through the commercials and even then we were dissecting and hating the show because we would wait for every number and that's when we would be like okay so this is what's going on and this is what this is like some bullshit if you if you recall yeah (laughs) i don't remember it that well um i feel like this time i have Mm, more perspective though you know like this time like coming from yeah from 2018 Glee yeah. did some things that might have been like culturally acceptable in 2010. Oh no, it's definitely it's anymore. aged so. extremely poorly. But I think that was mostly due to um like poor <laughs> uh, uh like poor forward thinking from from Ryan Murphy yeah. and his cronies, you know, like they weren't really they were hmm they they really they weren't in the prediction game. They maybe no, should they, have been. They weren't in the predict. They weren't in the prediction game. They were more in the um, in the self like self fulfillment of fantasy game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes. So it's not great. So yeah. Anyway, this ep- this specific episode, uh, it's episode nine. It's yes. called Special Education. It was written by Brad Falchuk and directed by Paris Barclay, who has directed some pretty good episodes of Glee already. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, it originally aired on November 30th, 2010, with 11.68 mm-hmm. million viewers, which is up from last week, which was 10.41 million viewers. So, um, Cool. Yeah. Uh, so here's the first and most exciting part of this episode. Doesn't have a recap. Just jump right yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> we just get right into it, which is great because I don't... I mean, the recaps haven't really been doing all that much anyway. Exactly. They don't... Yeah. Like if I they don't it, recap it, things, you're gonna need to know. They yeah, just say think, say shit. I, I think part of the thing is also like in this age when we have Netflix and we can just watch these one after the other. Mm-hmm. You know, the recaps are yeah. very pointless, which is why Netflix skips them automatically. But back, you know, when we had yeah, to wait like plebes 
and like wait every week for a new episode and we couldn't God. necessarily watch the episode that came before it you know right before to like you know make sure we yeah. were caught up and stuff we needed them but now we don't I re- man that like waiting every week for glee was torture because yeah. it's not like you really look forward to you sort of look forward to like the colors and the music <laughs> But not so much the writing or the storytelling because you knew there was going to be some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. God. So, yeah, speaking of going to be some bullshit, let's start with the first (laughs) scene, which introduces one of the not as great plots, but fun, kind of, um, which is Emma. It's Will and Emma because we're back on that old horse. Beat it a little more. Will... Will presents Emma with some tickets to sectionals. He's inviting her because Emma's come to their, uh, to all their competitions before, and she mm-hmm. is their good luck charm. Even though they did lose last uh, year, regionals. Um, when she yeah, was that's a there. good point. <laughs> um, yeah, Emma accepts. She's excited to go, mostly because we already know she loves musical theater and singing. Yep. And, uh, and Will maybe question mark? Yeah, maybe. And then she calls Will on his bullshit this little moment is pretty great where will's like oh just wait my set list is great and emma's like okay well you're gonna have finchel on lead uh and it's gonna be bland and horrible and then you'll have mercedes belt out the last note and that'll be it am i am i right did i get (laughs) and then yeah it's great because will's like have you been reading my notes (laughs) (laughs) yeah that bit is pretty good that's like a really that's an actual um like competent uh comical delivery from matt morrison well done (laughs) yeah um well done sir yeah but it's i mean we we already kind of had an episode where we got on will's case for the way that Mm -hmm. he runs this club um with the journey stuff which was funny sure um and i still like this joke but it's just we'll see we'll see how this pans out because yeah um there is a weird line from emma here where she talks about how She's like, y'all are a real team now, and you used to be underdogs. I just wish you'd really show off the talent that your Glee Club has to offer. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is kind of a confused mash of ideas that she's presenting here, because they're, I mean, they're still underdogs, because they did come in last, last time (laughs) they competed. It's not like they've gotten any better since then. They haven't, like, gotten any new accolades. Right. Well, she she does. Will does seem to consider what she said. Yes. Um, she does say that they are a they're they're like the uh, shoe in at sectionals like they're they're everyone's yeah, they're favorite, the favorite to win because I guess because they won sectionals last year um, is why yeah. everyone's betting on them. But I think also because um, they are probably the most exciting sounding choir. Yeah, out of the three out of the three who are going. Yeah, if you recall, it's the hipsters and the warblers. Uh, we already know yes. that. That's that would that would have been great to hear in the recap, but whatever. But we didn't get one, uh, so <laughs> we didn't get one. So the next scene, we move from this uh, Wemma scene where Will does seem to be taking Emma's uh, criticism to heart yeah. because he's finally come around to actually listening to Emma, which is great. Listen to her <laughs> right away; it's always the good thing to do. Uh, we see the new directions in the choir room discussing um, the plan for sectionals, and when Will comes in, uh, Rachel bombards him being like oh i know what exactly what song finn and i are gonna perform yeah and this is when will switches it up yes 
Yeah, so he he announces that um, dancing will be a big component of their performance because even though sectionals is only like a week question mark away, um, they're going to just change the entire set list willy nilly. Um, yep. And uh, it's mostly because it's um, the Warblers and the Hipsters aren't really known for their dancing ability. Yeah. So Will's going to use traditional. That, you know. They're like traditional school choirs, so they don't. He doesn't expect them to do a lot of dancing. Yeah. Uh, so he says that Brittany and Mike are going to be featured yes. with their choreography, which is basically taking uh, verbatim what Emma said to him earlier. And yes, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> then he's like, and I thought the leader, the winners from our duet competition will take lead. And this is where Rachel really is like, wait a second. I, I corrupted that competition so that they would win and i've really turned this around on myself yeah you can see that flash all through her face <laughs> yep. um and she gives um quinn and sam the winners of the duet competition great nicknames ken uh, and barbie yep ken and yeah. barbie <laughs> yeah that's great which is pretty fucking accurate honestly <laughs> and um well, yeah, so, yeah, so then yeah. she gets... She, she She's like, Ken and Barbie are going to be on lead instead of me, <laughs> Rachel Berry? Yeah, um, and then she yeah. she gets Finn to stand up for them. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, this part where, where she's like, Finn, do something. And Finn, Finn is like, shoo, I'm all about supporting everybody in the club, but you don't put the... You don't, yeah. You don't put somebody else out other than the star quarterback. And my reaction to this line is like, well, I mean, you're not, you're not that thing. <laughs> yeah. That's not um, who you are. Well, the great part is that Santana actually calls him out on his hypocrisy, like by yeah. name. She's like, you're being a hypocrite. Um, which Rachel. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Rachel's like, you don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah. And then this leads Santana to um, spill the beans about how she and Finn did the nasty last season. Yes, if you recall in the last episode during the wedding, uh, Santana tried to shake him down, gave him an ultimatum uh, about telling the truth. Yes. Uh, yep, which is fun. I, it sort of just seems like Santana wants to... Uh, watch the world burn. Like, watch the world burn, like just stir <laughs> shit for storing shit up, which I can dig. Yes. I mean, Rachel and Finn are obviously like horrible for each other, so exactly. she's probably doing them both a favor in the long run. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well, and we're, we're going to get to talk about this quite a bit. But, we um, are. Uh, Will, Finn Will, is, uh, uh, yeah. looks really nervous. Yeah. Rachel is very upset and starts yelling. And then Will is like, I don't want to hear anything more about this. I don't want to hear anything else. We're yeah. going to do choreography well, now. <laughs> I wrote down that line verbatim. It's, no more conversations about this or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, okay. I think it's be- I I think if I was a high school teacher and like my students were arguing about their sex lives in front of me, I would be like, "Whoa, enough! <laughs> Stop that! <laughs> Please, no!" Well, and I Which, mean, uh, yeah, it, I, I I think it's sort of well realizing that he's fostered an environment that allows for this sort of thing to happen in front of him, yeah. which is horrifying. Yeah, I think I think Will has a lot of like self-realization this episode about just how shitty his life is which is pretty nice um but no for sure i i mean if i recall correctly will's gonna have like a breakdown pretty soon oh good okay 
where Great. he's just like really sad and like admits <laughs> to being extremely sad, which is like, yeah, you are. Yeah, that's what that's what you are. Yeah, I mean, it it also makes sense though when you don't prepare for sectionals until like a few days before the competition mm-hmm. that you're like, let's crack down on everything else. Like we need God. to actually prepare for this competition. <laughs> I just if I was a member of that Glee Club, I would be constantly stressing yeah. the thing. Like, I'd be like, so what do you mean? It's it's like a month out from sectionals and we don't have a set list. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. yeah, the Glee universe is some bullshit, man. Because the Warblers seem, are seemingly on the same schedule as, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so as we're the cutting, New Directions. Yeah, yeah so let's Speaking cut to of, yeah. Uh, yeah, we get the Glee title title card and we see Kurt... Uh, at Dalton, seemingly for his first day, he yep. high fives like a stranger in the hallway. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, well, the guy like goes in for the high five. Um, Maggie, I have just... I have a theory, and like I might what? have to return to this later. But I think sure. Dalton, like, and I think I might have brought this up before, but I think Dalton is just it... a front. Like, I don't think Dalton a is front. a school. I don't. Oh, sure. Like, I yeah, because they don't, don't ever seem to go to class. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it actually exists in a traditional is it, sense. Is it like a blazer warehouse? Like, I, I guess it is really nice. But like, um, but yeah, because like they never go to class, and yeah. as we're gonna like what like one, there are no adults. Period at all at Dalton. Like, uh, no, I'm pretty sure there's like. Well, no, I'm trying to remember if this is. From a later episode or from this episode, it's hard because they're everything's set in the same place, so it's hard to remember. Yeah, I, I where I don't think there were any hmm. adults at Dalton this episode. Like <laughs> I thought there might have been one in the hallway during that like slow mo walk, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but so anyway, like I just I don't think it. And it, I mean, there are definitely no adults talking. If there were, yeah. we'd hear a bunch of trombone. So exactly, yeah. Um, but no, I just I. I think that it's just a front for sure for Blaine what? to pretend Blaine? like he is a person. Um, oh, okay. So <laughs> this is so Blaine is still Blaine is some sort of deity, right? Yeah, that that a, dem- or, a demigod, perhaps, maybe, whatever. He also might be a trickster. Like I'm not entirely oh, sold on that. He's like actually a trickster a, god. Yeah, I don't think he's I'm actually with a, that. a good person. Quite honestly, um, because no, the I advice he this. gives to Kurt is terrible all the time. But, yes, it is. So, <laughs> anyway, we're like I said, we're gonna have to come back to this. But I just want to point no, out, that okay. I don't think Dalton I, is a real place. <laughs> no, I love this idea. Um, I, I watched. I've watched too much Supernatural, honestly, and. Like in retrospect, I've watched, I've, whatever, I've consumed too much of it. But the sure. trickster episodes of Supernatural are still stand up. Those are still really good episodes of television because he's a good villain. Right. If, if Blaine is some sort of trickster deity, uh, that's pretty great. I'm down <laughs> with that. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, and like, like, so I'll, I'll have some more concrete evidence later this episode. Yeah. So we'll get no, to it. No, sir. Please um, gather that evidence for me. Present it to me. Make a case. I'll probably agree with you. Cool. Uh, in this little scene of Kurt's first day at Dalton, uh, he is presented with a canary by the Warblers. Yes. Wes, Pavarotti. The, um, yeah. Yeah. Wes, who seems to be the, he's like the leader of their self-appointed council. Yes. Uh, he's also a student. Presents Kurt with a bird. 
named Pavarotti. It's a canary. Kurt makes some like awkward jokes about taking the bird to a stray cat rescue or like a coal mine. Yes. But nobody nobody, nobody laughs. laughs. No. Uh and he embarrasses he embarrasses himself immediately, Kurt that is, by um just sort of, you know, launching into uh, a proposal to do something a little bit more showy for sectionals. Sure. And the council's just like, yeah, we'll take that into account. You're going to need to sit down, though. Yeah. Well, Go to be down. fair, he does suggest that they should sing Rio by Duran Duran. And the council is just yeah. like, mm. we choose the songs. And that's going to be a hard pass, pretty much. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, There's like a... The end of the scene is just Wes's voice being like, I suggest we sing an eight-part <laughs> harmony at sectionals. And it's like, is this the kind of minutia that happens at Warbler meetings? Yeah. Well, well, we don't see any more of it. Uh, there, is like a, there is like a look shared between uh, Kurt Blaine, and Blaine and Kurt, yeah. which uh, we get a lot of that this episode, actually, where yeah. Blaine just kind of looks at Kurt like, aw. Yeah. Well, uh, but so... My my fun the funny thing for me is with that eight part harmony thing isn't that just a scale like aren't you just singing all of the notes in a yeah in a you scale? might just be singing all of the notes <laughs> oh. that's not bad whatever no, that's like a but, chord right I, yeah, don't, I don't know I don't think it's a chord I think it's just literally a block of sound like <laughs> well isn't that kind of what you want when you're yeah uh, fair enough yeah when choir? you're when you're acapelling your way through a glee club per- or glee club competition, yeah. Well, knowing what they're what they're going to perform, they really should have been discussing how to make convincing train noises. Yeah. The, <laughs> That's the, terrible. the next scene. The next scene is um, uh, Finchel. They yes. are in Emma's office getting counseled. Yes. Well, uh, the Finchel drama in this episode is just. It's I, garbage. Yeah. Um, it's dumb. Yeah. Rachel is wanting couples therapy because her dad's needed it at one point when they got in a fight about wallpaper. Yes. Because gay, obviously. Um, but uh, Rachel's okay. confronting Finn. So oh, yeah. we know who, play, who plays her dad. One of them is Jeff Goldblum. And the other one is um, like a famed Broadway, Broadway actor. I can't remember his name. Sure. But Jeff Goldblum... Was the one who put up the put wallpaper, up the wallpaper. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> like, no doubt in my mind. Um, but yeah, so Rachel's confronting Finn about the whole Santana sex thing in front of Emma, which mm-hmm. is fun. Um, Emma yes. suggests they sing about it, which is... Yeah. Uh, that part's <laughs> weird and horrible. And Emma realizes that she realizes it's a bad idea right out of right after it comes out of her mouth. Because yeah. she's like, okay, let's do plan B, actually. Finn, which is what do you, yeah. how do you feel? Yeah, <laughs> so which is talk the, about it. Um, which yeah, doesn't she go gets so into the great. Counseling bit. Yeah. Whatever. This like little it's unproductive yes. because Finn like is Finn's point here is he's like I lied to you cuz I knew you'd be upset. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> and then he closes he closes yeah. out his thought by being like Santana is very hot. <laughs> and Rachel's just like, "Why are you? Why?" <laughs> Well, yes, she asked Emma, would it be productive for me to slap him right now? Emma's like, no, maybe you should storm out. And then Rachel does, which is a pretty good. I I appreciate that joke very much. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, Rachel does. The thing is, is that uh, Rachel really leans into being upset because she is. 
oh, that's, the most yeah. dramatic person. Exactly. Which is yeah. Which is fine, right? And I mean, it worked a lot better when she was with Jesse, who was also a very dramatic person. Right. Finn is just kind of like lost, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And so that's that's the thing is Rachel seems really upset about the fact that he slept with Santa. Excuse me. Slept with Santana. Finn tries to make a point at this point, but also later in this episode about the fact that like they weren't together when this happened. So it really shouldn't matter. And then Rachel tries to make it more about the lying um, which I think that's actually the main theme of like all the relationships in this episode is that everyone is just lying to their yeah. partners or significant others, and no or one like just miscommunication mis- mis- in yeah. some regard. Yeah, and uh... it's it's weird, but like no one ever really seems to get truly punished. I mean, Finn kind of does, I guess. Yeah, but no one else does, which is uh, I mean kind of shitty. The thing is that listen. I don't mean, I don't want to say that, like, all straight uh, stories are boring. Um, But they kind of are? I'm just saying that, I mean, these are for sure. Uh, I think partly because of the people writing them. Uh, They come off as archetypal and dull and just repetitive because it's the same arguments over and over again between the same characters. Yeah. And also, like, I don't give a shit like i know yeah. these, these are teenagers i don't expect them to be together yeah, I think, for any I, reasonable length of time anyway <laughs> well see i think i think that might be actually part of the point is that like with the teenage relationships especially like teenagers in relationships at least from what i can tell and maybe it's just because i have a lot of experience with glee now but they fight about mm-hmm, stupid mm-hmm. inane shit all the time yeah like <laughs> Totally. <laughs> like, that might just be accurate, maybe. They <laughs> they fight about inane shit and manipulate each other and make each other's lives horrible. Except yes. for maybe Tina and Mike? Maybe? Well. They, I don't know. Maybe. Communication seems seems strange. Yeah. Let, let's talk but. about another couple that's having some problems this episode. Um, so, yes. Artie. Uh, we, yeah. we flash to, a, um, to an empty classroom. Well, it's, the ast- is... it's the astronomy room, if that helps. I think that's the only one they have. I was going to say, I think that might be the only one they had for this season. So yeah. every scene takes it's... place in there. I, they just didn't want to take down that mobile sure. um, of the planets. Yeah. Brittany um, is huddled in a corner, paralyzed with fear, by her own words. Um, yes. Because when Artie comes in, he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I've been here since second period. I really need to pee. I'm paralyzed with fear. She's yes. very nervous about doing... Um, the dancing with Mike at sectionals because yeah. while she knows that she is better than everyone else because Brittany uh, Spears taught her that. Yes. She is still very nervous about messing yep. it all up. Yep. Yeah. Um, so then in order to kind of make her feel better, Artie gives her a quote magic comb. Um, he yeah. kind of essentially just treats her like a four year old, which is yes. not great. Um yeah. It seems to work though. So Yeah, but do Maggie, do the that. ends justify the means because like <laughs> Yeah. It, well, it's confusing, right? Because at, sometimes Artie is a piece of trash. Like he says yeah. misogynistic stuff all the time. Yes. Almost, it's almost played off as a joke because it's like, oh, he, he can be rude to women because he's in a in wheelchair. In a wheelchair, yeah. Like, That's fine. It's well, like, no. Maggie, it's it's, it's actually actually now that you mention it, it's actually really similar to the whole 
like Big Bang Theory thing where it's like the like yeah. nerdy guys. It's a, yep. like we, as a culture, we accept it when nerdy guys are terrible and rude and like really fucking misogynistic to women because yeah. they're nerds and they could never get any. Like, like exactly. There's something about them being harmless that makes it okay for them to be super harmful in other ways. Yeah, which is super shitty. Which is un. Yeah, it's it's untrue, right? So it's like Artie because he is seemingly a non-threat or whatever can make all these horrible statements about women but then also he can simultaneously be this character who's like nice and loving to britney right so it's kind of confusing um and it 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 makes it seem like this isn't arty yeah honestly yeah see that makes sense no and that's honestly i think that's the problem with a lot of the characters is that we get Mm -hmm. flashes of all these characters being good people sometimes but yeah, the problem is they're Rachel such especially yeah they're such bad people other times that I can't help but believe that they're actually bad people that just like yes pretend to be good sometimes. Well, the is... weird things is that like some of these scenes where they're nice to each other seem the most genuine. Like, exactly. Less, yeah. Um, <laughs> like they seem uh, the, the the chemistry between characters seems a lot more real. Yeah. So it's just um. I'm specifically thinking of like a scene we're going to get a while from now with Rachel and Kurt. Sure. Yeah. It no, just no, definitely. Makes it, yeah. It it really changes the mood of the show where you're like, so this sort of seems like we're seeing the actors backstage talking yeah. to each other <laughs> yeah. instead of like watching the, the television characters. show Glee. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's no, it's, it's true. It is weird. Um, yeah, let's let's keep anyway, moving because we're gonna get to it. Yeah, yeah, Brittany accepts the magic comb, and she's like, "Great, now I can perform. Thank you so much for this comb." <laughs> uh, yeah. The next scene is Puck and Shoe in Shoe's uh, <laughs> office, <laughs> and Puck opens up this conversation by being like, "I didn't steal that uh, soda machine, and if I did, I wasn't alone." <laughs> yeah. Well, so <laughs> what, what I noted about this scene is that Shoe is a cool teacher now because he and Puck are oh, sitting yeah. on the same side of his desk in his they office. Are. Like he's yeah, like, yeah, he's like, hey, Puck, sit over here with me. Yeah. <laughs> like let's. Hey, bro. Let let's let's chill. Let's hang. Um. Let's wrap. Let's rap about it. Let me <laughs> let me sit backward in this chair and we can rap about it. Um. Uh, yeah. He he is Puck is uh being drafted into uh, Shu's cause because they need a 12th member with yes. Kurt gone. Uh, and uh, he's basically appealing to Puck's sense of like uh, pride and popularity. Yeah. Uh, he's like, listen, you're one of the most well-known people at this school. You can get us the member. And I mean, Shu's right. Cause it's, no, it's true. Finn yeah. is supposedly very popular, but we don't have solid el- evidence for that. And Puck is like he yeah. definitely has no, a little bit more sway. Yeah, and he, I mean, um, he got a girl pregnant last year. He's cool. Yeah, uh, he. <laughs> well, Puck he or, says uh, the word amb- ambassador. No. Yeah, is yeah. Will is Will is like Will is like I want you to be an ambassador for Glee, and mm-hmm. then Puck is That's like right. ambassador. <laughs> it's it's not a good no manteau. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he agrees to do it because um, he loves yep. Glee Club, or at least Will tells him that he loves Glee Club. Yeah, well, Puck <laughs> is like, "What's in it for me?" And she says, "You love Glee Club. If you find another member and we win at sectionals, you get to keep doing it." Right. And Puck's just like, "Yep." 
Yep, that checks out, I guess. <laughs> so then, um, then this. So the transition between scenes sometimes yes. is the school bell ringing. So yeah. that's what I titled this scene. And then I wrote, it's obvious that that school bell is ringing at McKinley because Dalton has yes. no bells. They have a strict no bell policy. Um, <laughs> no bells, no bullying. Exactly. No bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, we're at Dalton. Um, Blaine is talking to Kurt in a hall. Or no, it's on a spiral staircase at yeah, Dalton because they're, they're the classy. Steps. This is, yeah. Well, this is where Kurt saw Blaine for the first time. It's a callback. Right. Yeah. Uh, Clean on the steps uh, discussing... Kurt's rocky start and um Blaine is like I as an ambassador of the Warblers am here to offer you an invitation yeah to yeah sing at sectionals well to audition to sing at sectionals <laughs> yes yeah he he invites Kurt to audition for a solo um my question who made Blaine king which relates back to my earlier point which is Blaine yeah. is a mastermind behind this whole thing um and no, he I I think you're right <laughs> For sure, because it's not like Blaine is on this council, right? No, but he that's does the thing. sing every. He sings every solo, and exactly. he's like, yeah, I. Eh, ah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, because like that's the other thing too is we've also like we 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 had to talk about it before. We don't know how old Blaine is, but no, from what we get later <laughs> well, in the show, he is a freshman ageless. right now, which means that he is running this whole show. <laughs> Even though he is the youngest person. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, oh. he's he's an ageless deity. Right. No, yeah. that, that's the only way I it mean, actually makes sense. In a, in a realistic way, he's just poorly written. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, like a, he's a poorly written um, and poorly fl- fleshed out character who's just there to so that Darren Chris can sing yeah. and be a love interest for Kurt. Exactly. Right? But, but, um, we, but, but how are we I, supposed to I, fit him in? Like... <laughs> I I prefer this sort of like uh you know supernatural edge yeah. <laughs> where he is a, well, a, yeah. an actual monster. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well and we'll come back to it because there's more we will. that actually proves that he might like he's not a benevolent angel, I don't think. I mean, bro, we can fucking like we need to compile evidence over the next like four seasons of show. There okay. is plenty. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, in this the episode alone, there's is, more pieces. Oh, but yeah. Oh, for sure. The next scene is Puck in the locker room. He um, gets up on some benches and gives a speech about Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Well, and so it, yeah. I, 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 I don't <laughs> see what would possess him to do this or make him think this would be a good idea. And it's obviously not. Azimio heckles him. Yeah. And yeah, yeah Azimio's Azimio back. is here. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> I missed I missed his clever bullying. Yeah, his uh, his clever bullying in this moment is he's like you want me to join glee club? Why don't you come to church on Sunday and ask my cousins to join up on the clan? Like, yeah. That is, that's funny. Um Yeah. I it seems like a not great comparison, but Yeah, it's cuz it's not like the new directions are a hate group. I mean, they do hate each other. There's a lot of hate going on inside of it, but not really <laughs> to other people. Well, they they do uh, they do all hate um his butt buddy uh uh Karofsky, So Yeah. Well, but they should. Yeah. Karofsky is a piece of shit. Speaking of Karofsky is like we need to make an example out of Puck here. Yeah. And they all converge 
on him while Pucks just sort of screams. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yep. Uh, he doesn't struggle. He knows that that's the best way to get hurt is if you fight back. Um, it's so, true. He just kind of goes limp. <laughs> so the we next... flash to the choir room yep. after this. Yep. And the question is, where's Puck? Santana's asking. She yes. wants a churro. Or, yeah. She wants a churro. Yeah, Puck's not Puck... around to provide Puck one. T- to, bu- to buy her one. Yeah. Uh, and the whole club is in shambles, honestly. Yes. Uh, Rachel's throwing a fit. Well, first Mercedes is like, the set's going to be real light on the Mercedes. And it's like, are you not going to be there? What are you saying? <laughs> well, um, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Tina's like, well, the Warblers stole Kurt. So if they win, we shouldn't clap for them. Which I, is... love, I love that part. She's like, we should not clap. <laughs> It's like the pettiest fucking shit. I love it. Um, I love it. Uh, Rachel comes in the room with tape over her mouth. Um, yes. Yes. And it's, it's a Will's protest. Just like, what the? Yeah. Will's like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, Will gives them a good, a good talking to across the board. Um, well, first he yells at Rachel. Yes. About how she's being selfish. And... Yes. Well, yeah. So, but that's the thing. Well, Rachel is doing this protest and she keeps like pulling yeah. the tape open to like talk. To talk. And the first time well, I saw it. she can't help it. I know. She cannot first, help it. The first time I saw it, I laughed because, like, it's a great joke that, like, Rachel doesn't understand how this protest works. Like, <laughs> but anyway, so, well, yeah, Will, like. She can't help it, right? No, like, it's true. Yeah. She cannot. She really has to get her foot in the door and say her piece. And she's Rachel Berry. Um, yeah. He throws, but he throws a real fit and like he does. Yeah, like verbally aggresses on Rachel. Uh, tells her she could yeah. choose to be happy if she yep. wanted to, but she doesn't. <laughs> he, he's like, "Don't you realize that our group is good and you could choose to be happy, Rachel?" And then he yells at everyone. He's yes. like, "We are gonna stay. We are gonna clap for everyone. We're gonna be good sports." Yeah. And, um, Yes. Uh, yeah, everyone just seems sort of cowed by it. Uh, and then Puck enters. He is looking sweaty. Yeah, he, he looks a little broken, same, maybe. He's wearing the same clothes from the day before when he yes. did his Springsteen speech. Yeah, uh, and, and he, this is, he is we a... Hear, yeah. Oh, go for we it. We hear about his porta potty trial, <laughs> in a way. Yes, just like, just like Jesus in the desert. Puck was locked yes. in a porta potty for... 40 days and nights and or 24 hours. Um, About the- 24 hours. <laughs> so, um, but he was saved by Lauren Zeises, who was entering the choir room with him. Um, yeah. And we she- do get a flash yeah. of like Puck uh, imploring to the gods. Like he's like, God, Jesus, Allah, help me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I believe, uh, I, I believe he also Satan. invokes Satan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's about I when. I love it. That's about when Zeises opens the lid to let him out, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so he convinced her to join Glee Club um, on the conditions. Yeah, that well, she, she has get, two. Yeah, she has two con- um, conditions. She needs Cadbury eggs, which are not in season. So, so good, good luck. luck finding them. <laughs> yep. And seven minutes in heaven with Puck. Do which it seems like that, that yeah. at this point, or is that late? Or is that we, like a we didn't episode? we didn't see anything happen? But Puck does say that she quote rocked his world. So yeah, we get a we yeah. get a flashback to those seven minutes. Um, later, later. Oh, thank I think God. It's maybe like an episode from now. But okay. what ends up? I don't want to ruin it for you because okay. it's a good moment. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like Zeisys a lot actually. Okay. And uh, yeah. when she's here, she's just like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. I guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we'll get a little more from her later. But, um, yeah, so that's the main gist. Puck is... How, uh, how do you, oh, yeah. Do you like Lauren? Um, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like she's definitely a step up from last season where they employed sure. where, where they employed um, Jacob Ben Israel as their sure. warm body to replace someone. Yeah, because she's because she's not a, an anti-Semitic stereotype. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, that mostly. Also, it's just I don't know. She later in this episode she talks about how show choir sucks, which. I love it. Fine, but like it's like then why well, did you agree to, to do this? Like Well, she says it to Puck right before they go on stage. So yeah. I feel like it's obviously like just to just to, just fuck, to with him. fuck with him. Yeah. That's fair. It's just I yeah. I mean, she's fine. I, I like slices. I, I think I just miss Kurt, you know? Uh well. <laughs> what can you do? The next um, scene, uh yeah. we flash to the hallway where we see Finn. Uh, it's like a sequence where we see Finn fucking with stuff in his locker, and then Santana walks by. Uh, I think she like makes a kissy face at him or something, and keeps yeah. walking. Yep. Then she goes over to Rachel, who's like lurking further down yeah. the hallway. It's like, did I tell you he bought me dinner after? And she's walking. <laughs> it's so good, Santana. Oh, Santana. It's just like milking it for all it's worth, and it's so good. Um, well, okay. Like, I uh, really like Santana, for sure. This does seem unnecessarily cruel, but, it, like, why not, right? Well, okay, I I still, like, yes, it is unnecessarily cruel, but I really fall on the side of this happened when Rachel and Finn weren't dating, like, and Rachel yeah. was pointedly not dating him, was dating someone else that she thought she was in love with. So, like... yeah. How can, like, what? I mean, I understand that Rachel is being very dramatic and, like, holding on to this mm-hmm. because it gives her something to be dramatic about. But, like, yeah. why not fuck with her if she's going to be that shitty about it? Like, I know, right? Because <laughs> it's, it's not like these people have treated Santana well. They no. really haven't, actually. Yeah. Like, Finn's a piece of shit. Yes. Um, who is, like, self-important in a way that is just so fucking annoying. Aggravating. Might as well yeah. take him down a peg. And um, Rachel is Rachel is insufferable. <laughs> yes. Like from a from if you were if I was in universe with Rachel, I would definitely not want to hang out with her. Outside, outside is just a watcher. I love Rachel; she's great, right? Um, but I wouldn't want to be her friend, probably. No. Yeah. So so after Santana leaves, um, Puck comes up to Rachel and consoles yes. her, um, because he tells us he. When he was in the porta potty, he promised mm-hmm. God that he would be nicer to people, um, and yes. then he realized that that was just impractical. So he's too hard. Just being nicer to Jews. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, there's a yeah. fun uh, throwaway line at the end of the um, at the scene here, where Rachel and Fi- and Puck walk off together, and she's like, "Wow, have you been working out? Your arms seem bigger." And Puck's like, "No, those are the steroids." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Throw away. Yeah. Um I love it. Uh so, the next scene. Yes. Uh it's Artie being a douche. We're still he calls in the hallway. Yeah. He he's talking to Tina. He calls her a cheerleader zombie corpse because of what she's wearing. Um because again sort of he, a different outfit than what she would normally wear. Yeah, she's dressed uh, kind of like a, a cheerleader, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a black cheerleading outfit. Yeah. 
She doesn't have like zombie makeup on or anything. So no, Artie is just a douchebag. Um, but yeah, it was just a, it's yeah. just a shitty thing to say to someone. I'm pretty yeah. sure her chest, like the what says it says like GG. Oh, okay. On there are like GC, and huh. uh, I I think it's GC actually because I was like, does that stand for Glee Club? No, Maggie, Maggie, it stands for Jesus Christ because Tina's very it, religious. Spell Jesus is spelled with a J. G E E S U S. Here, Jesus actually, Christ. I'm gonna I'm gonna look on the at the episode um, okay. for real um, for a second here. Let me turn off yeah. my computer sound. Oh fuck, it's on. Oh damn it. Ah. Okay, we'll have to oh, cut God. this. Um, but while while you're getting Sorry. that information, that's okay. Um, this is the Christmas episode. Don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Um, no. While you're while you're getting that, um, let's. Uh, I'll just kind of describe here. Tina is telling Artie that she thinks that Mike and Brittany are uh, having an affair. Um, yes. Because of all of the rehearsing they've been doing, um, it comes off as paranoid. Because as a viewer, oh, we have for sure. no, we have no reason to think that that would happen. Um, that's never been established. Um, and the other thing is like, I feel like it's just realistic that they would have to rehearse so much when they didn't plan for sectionals until a couple days beforehand. Like, yeah, there's, there's a cute little, uh, bit where, um, Tina's like, my main point of evidence is that Mike is wearing lip smackers uh, when I kiss him. And, and Artie's like, yeah, Brittany wears lip smackers, but she loves to share. It's like candy for your lips. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay i'm looking i am looking at the outfit it does say gc on the front that must stand for glee club that's horrible I'm why not still, new directions nd I'm, I'm i'm still holding on to jesus christ because of how religious tina is whatever um, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on to the next scene um so rachel and kurt are meeting at the mckinley auditorium because kurt yeah is looking for advice about his audition yes they, yeah they yeah. end up singing okay before we get into the singing bit yeah um rachel does have a fun little like okay moment where let's <laughs> okay i think i know what you're gonna say i have to disagree with yeah. the word fun already but like let's no, hear it i i re- i really like it actually where rachel's like have you ever fantasized about your own funeral <laughs> and then she talks about how uh, Finn would be throwing himself onto her grave, just like weeping, and she'd yeah. finally get respect from everyone. And yeah, like I mean, okay. Damn. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I understand that this is supposed to be like a joke, but yeah, the problem is that this is literally what like depressed people do. Yeah. Like this shouldn't this shouldn't yeah. be a joke. Is the thing like this is some this is some it like sincere kind of uh. Yeah. Like it's not it's not the most uh healthy fantasy. No. Right? Yeah. And it's Kurt, defi- Kurt yeah. reacts to this by being like um <laughs> You're you're insane? Like, what you- <laughs> Question mark <laughs> like yeah, it's um which again but, kind okay. of tries to sell as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel is dramatic. Yes. I don't think Yeah. You know, she's just sort of Cause she she jumps right from talking about fantasizing about her own funeral into uh, the main song from the show Evita. Right. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yes. Which is, 
I mean, the most dramatic thing you could probably do in your whole life. Well, yeah, because I think she says something about how, like, this song showcases what they're all missing or something. Like, Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Beca- because she fantasizes about her own funeral because no one in Glee Club appreciates her. Which, again, <laughs> like, yes, but... I know she's dramatic and it's supposed to be, like, kind of a joke, <laughs> but, like, it's... Like, in watching it, I was like, huh. And then I thought about it, and I was like, no, this is actually really bad. Like, this is a really bad yeah. thing that they did. <laughs> like, um, oh. Honestly, this number is extremely cringy for me. Oh, yeah? Uh, I didn't watch it when I was taking, when I was doing, like, the second watch through for notes. Yeah. Because I find it to be extremely cringy. It's okay. It's also four minutes long. So <laughs> I think part of it is that, like, it's, it's a number that swaps between Rachel singing and Kurt singing, yeah. which we've gotten before. I mean, they sound fine, yeah. right? I think part of the reason why I find it so cringy is because he sings it in front of the Warblers, where they yeah. all just have like extremely straight faces, and he's like occasionally singing out into the window and then walking around the room, and then he does like this arm raise at the end, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's just well, uh, yeah. It, part of it, it part of it yeah. is Blaine looking at him like. Aw, how adorable. You're singing this this song. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, God. I I I want to turn myself inside out <laughs> when I <laughs> well, watch okay. this number. Yeah, so okay. So um I, I mean my thing is I watched it I've never seen Evita, so like I feel sure. like it's something I should probably do at some point. Um but anyway, uh Leah Michelle, this is her wheelhouse because this is a Broadway number. Like this is a like real yeah, meaty musical sure. number so it's in it, like it's the singing is good um the thing with kurt is weird i agree so, yeah Once, i'm actually i'm actually watching the number right now on mute yeah and i'm feeling the same feelings that i feel when i watch it with sound okay there's a moment where kurt it starts to raise his yes, hands yes, as he sings, saying, and blaine yeah. like gestures for him to put his hands down like he's yes like, no and like gives him like a little like no head shake it's great that part is a hilarious little no, no. a little no no, no shake no <laughs> no 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 don't do that um but yeah um but the the Oof. only other thing is the end of this song rachel is on a balcony somewhere um, yeah she's, which no, I was like, in the auditorium which i was like is this supposed to be like a reference to the actual thing because like i assume that's like eva perone sure. on a balcony kind of thing but like come on yeah it's just random it and, is oh it's too much Oh. Uh, at the end of the number, we flash to uh, Kurt sitting on a bench with two other warblers. And yes. he's like, oh, how many times have you guys auditioned? And one of them's like, this is my sixth time. You know, it's it's implied that you have to audition a lot to uh, get anywhere in the warblers. Right. Um, well, okay. Nick and Jeff, the, yeah. two, the two random warbs, yeah. move y- on. It's implied that you have to audition a lot to make it anywhere in the warblers. But Blaine, King Blaine over yeah. here. Well, no. Blaine doesn't need to audition because he is um, a deity manufacturing all of this. I was going to say, he's the only real entity in this entire situation. Um, Except for Kurt. He is also the one who like comes in to tell these other two that they've moved on or whatever. Yeah. Um, however this auditioning works. Why doesn't Kurt question this at all? I don't know. I honestly, like, (laughs) and this this is going to be problematic because I don't want to, like, name a specific television series but one okay. that both of us have watched recently. Um, okay. I think 
this might be similar to that where like it seems like it seems like a place is one way but it turns out it's actually a different way and so like for kurt this is kind of like a heaven situation (laughs) you know like yeah for for kurt this is kind of like a heaven situation but like Mm -hmm. blaine is actually manipulating everything in such a way that like yeah. It seems that I mean, way, but it's actually Blaine has manufactured all of this for Kurt in a way. Well, know? yeah, but but not not to make Kurt happy though. It's no, to like just to torment con- him just a to... little bit. Yeah, because it's not like <laughs> Kurt is succeeding. He's embarrassing himself in front of a bunch of people and now he has to take care of a bird? Exactly. What? Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, so um yeah, so that's the thing. Is, so Blaine gives Kurt a speech at this moment because they're alone. Oh, and, fuck. And, and <laughs> this, this speech, the, the, the general takeaway from this speech, the moral of it, it's like, he's like, don't be such a fucking tryhard. All right? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's great because it's like, one, it's Kurt's fault that he is not doing well. Like, that's yeah. the first moral. The second moral is that he should be, quote, more a part of the team like he should care yeah. more about being a part of the team rather than being blaine yeah yeah like, blaine references how they all wear blazers and how like no one's a hero or whatever but it's like bitch except you, you are sl- shellac down hair and your eyebrows and are every, always at front and center yeah every solo your little heart yeah. out yeah <laughs> so i don't think so I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> like, it just doesn't... Oh, it's watching, not like this is yeah. Blaine's fault, though, right? It's like, sh- it's shitty writing around oh. him. Well, or it is Blaine's fault because he is it intentionally is. making Kurt's life hell. <laughs> like... <laughs> why is he Why is he so attached to Kurt? What's, the, what's his motivation? I think there. Kurt's just an easy target, you know? Like I guess he was he is, so sort of. depressed about being the only gay guy and he was getting bullied. Mm-hmm. And so like from the outside, I do sort of like, I yeah. like the symbology of it all. Cause Kurt does kind of have an angelic look yeah. with his, with his very pale skin. <laughs> he seems, he seems so pure. It's so, it's so uh-huh. much fun to corrupt a pure thing, you know, <laughs> just ruin it. Oof. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the next scene after this, I mean the cl- the claim bits in this episode are pretty good overall. Yes, I would yes. say. Um, the next scene we see uh, Artie in the hallway trying to talk to Brittany, um, who blows him off multiple things to rehearse. She seems yes. really nervous and it, yeah, it see it it comes off as very suspicious, which it also is that way for Artie, kind of lending credence to Tina's paranoia. So there you go. Let's move on to what I called the saddest bus because they're getting ready to go to sectionals <laughs> and they're like in a line to get on the bus and everyone just seems so defeated. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. But um, Emma shows up. It's snowing also. I forgot to mention it's snowing to kind of add Not to the like. Not very hard though. There's no. no snow on the ground. No, but it's like Emma it just tells adds Will that, that she's. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, Emma tells Will that she's not going yes. uh, to sectionals because she told Carl that she was going with, I guess he didn't realize that it was going to be with Will. Yeah. I, whatever. Um, well, yeah. And, and, <laughs> well, and then yeah. Carl is like, I'd prefer if you don't go. And Emma said yes. So Emma's yeah. not going. Yeah. She, and, she's the only person who's kind of learned the lesson about how you don't lie and lie. or conceal the truth. <laughs> From your partner, yes. like 
Like yes. that, that concealing the truth is also lying, turns out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, Will also tells us in the scene that he regrets some of the choices he has made in like changing up how their set list is going to go. Uh, yeah, Will seems really like nervous, actually. Yeah. And- uh, right, like right up until New Directions performs, he seems kind of panicked, like low key <laughs> panicked all the time. Yes, and um, there is there's a fun moment at the end of the scene where Rachel's like, "Not that I care, but if we don't leave, we're gonna be late." <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is, sets, you obviously do mood. care yeah. quite a lot, Rachel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then we cut straight to Rachel yelling at a bartender about raisinettes. Yeah. Um, because. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, Kurt comes well, over. Well, it's because oh, yeah. it's not a drama moment. It's because Zeises needs her candy to right. perform. Yeah. Um, but Kurt comes this over. Is, to this t- is the oh. scene I mentioned earlier. Yes. That's sort of, it's so genuine. Like it yes. kind of, it's kind of bizarre. Oh, um, this, this, when I was rewatching it, I was like, this is why I liked Glee, I think. Because sure. moments like this one where they're actually friends and they're actually yeah. nice to each other are so enjoyable to watch. Yeah, like, they're, so, they're like sweet little candies that you get to suck on during the rest of the, the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Rachel and Kurt uh, have this pre-performance chat yes. where Kurt's talking about how going to Dalton isn't all that he thought it was going to be. And she's like, yep. Oh, you didn't get the, you didn't get the solo? And he's like, no, I didn't. I didn't even move forward in the audition. And she's like, oh, damn. If you didn't get it, that must be really good. We're going to lose. We're doomed. <laughs> yeah, well, um, the best part is then she has a thing where she's like, sorry. What I really meant to say was, and she was like, that was, that was selfish of me. She's like, that was selfish. <laughs> what I really meant was, that really sucks for you. Which is a great moment for Rachel, honestly. Yeah. Like, oh, I love seeing well, this is the like ra- that. This is the Rachel that, like, is the rest of the show, right? Right. Uh, especially yeah. when they when they move to New York together and stuff. This, these are the kind of moments that Ugh. is what Glee becomes. <laughs> okay. Is um, sure <laughs> between Kurt and Rachel and like their friendship or whatever. Which I don't know if we should be looking forward to that. Is <laughs> it I... even the same show at that point? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but we'll um, see. but so yeah, Kurt. Kurt's talking about how he he feels like he's losing um his sense of individuality like like he yeah he feels bad because he can't be as individual as he was when he was at mckinley um because blaine has been beating it into him that he has to like shut up and sit down he, because that's his torture one conversation and um <laughs> and well rachel also absolves kurt does him say yeah. To, yeah yeah kurt does say to rachel oh why are you being so nice to me uh you were never th- this nice to me at mckinley and rachel says well you were my only real competition yeah, and Kurt's like, yeah, I guess I was. Um, but uh, they're adorable. They're yes. friends. It, it's yeah. cute. It's nice because Rachel absolves him of the guilt of leaving. He's like, I feel bad because I left you guys. And she's like, Hey, your life was in danger. Like you had yeah, every right to go. Okay. Like nobody, nobody <laughs> holds it against you. Um, and then they talk about Finn because Finn probably does hold it against him. Uh, <laughs> and then Kurt reveals yep. that he actually knew oh. about Santana. Yes, this part where like. Rachel's like, yeah, I just found out that Finn and Santana were romantically involved. And Kurt's like, oh, you just found out about that? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, which is how we end the scene oh, because the, the show lights um, start flashing. But 
Uh, and Blaine whisks Kurt away. Yes. The next uh, moment, well, the next scene is the hipsters' performance. Yes. They sing um, in the living. They sing the living years, yes. which is an interesting choice for a well, group of older people. Is I think it? they knew what they were doing. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> it's a, it's about like generational divides and death. Hmm. Yes. So like, yeah, yeah. The main part of this that is. It's it's a fine number overall. I mean the the people on stage act more decrepit than they seem. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yes, no, it's like, very like they're they're like they're ability mi- to they're stand. mildly old people. Yeah, they're mildly old people acting much older. Yes, <laughs> which maybe they were doing that intentionally for sympathy points. Maybe, and yeah. we get some shots of the new directions in the audience. In a, I'm not sure how to understand exactly <laughs> what their reactions are. Yeah, it's sort of bizarre, right? Well, so like some of them, Puck looks like he's actually feeling something, which I think is mostly <laughs> just because he's had like a very like Buddha experience sp- of being shoved yeah, in a porta potty for a, hours. Yeah, he's had a spiritual week. <laughs> yeah, but but like everyone else, I feel like the main gist is that like nobody's really especially worried about this. Um, it seems yeah. like everyone is pretty like, oh, they're like, oh, this is nice, but like, we're, we don't have to worry about this. <laughs> well, so, let's yeah. talk about what they do have to worry about. The next <laughs> yeah. performance is the Warblers. They're yes. doing Train. Yes. Um, hey, Soul Sister. This song, this song was fucking everywhere at yep. this point yep. in time, which I, I'm not a big fan of this song because I've heard it so many <laughs> fucking times. Yes. And there's like a video of like Michelle Bachman dancing oh, God. to it what? that is just so i've oh. i've seen that video like three times and it's i mean Why? more times than any anyone would need to see it i don't know it just it was it was in my life a couple times i don't know why um so the only thing i can think of when i hear hey soul sister is fucking michelle bachman dancing to it oh which, my god well no thanks maggie maggie you never know she might run in 2020 so you might get to see it a lot god. more no. Um. Anyway, uh. Yeah. So Blaine, surprise, surprise, is leading. Yeah. Um. <laughs> He's on lead, um, of course. But yeah. So here's here's some more Creedus's theory. So one, let's talk about Warbler's what? song selection Jeff. up to this point. Um, yeah. Because all of the songs that they sing are like yeah. love songs. They are. Which and they're sort. He does sort of like wink to Kurt during exactly all of them. right like. <laughs> Like teenage dream, hey yep. soul sister. Like it seems yep. like they're singing, like they're directed at Kurt, which is yeah strange. Um, Kurt looks um like sort of wooden uh, yeah. during most of this performance. So that's, until yeah. he he ca- like Rachel catches his eye from the audience and is like smile, like she does sort of the um the like mom yeah uh for for yeah. to the mom to his toddler and tiara, you yes. know. Yes, exactly. Um, well, I was going to make note of that, too. He's at the front of the group. So Kurt is at the front. Mm-hmm. He's right behind Blaine. Um, yep. And he is unnaturally stiff and slow yes. in the choreography. Yep. Like, it doesn't... Like, my question I, was, why the, did they put him at the front? Like <laughs> That was the exact question I asked. When I watched, the, watched this the first time, I was like, why the fuck is Kurt in front? He's so bad. <laughs> Which, it if you... It doesn't even look like he's... 
he doesn't he is he singing the right part his I mouth is not moving like the rest of the warblers i don't know but so here's here's the theory then if this is mm-hmm. kurt's personal hell that's being tailor-made by blaine <laughs> it would be part of that would be you're at the front of the group you don't know the choreography and you don't like move the same way as the rest of them and yeah. you have to perform in front of everyone you know like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like it's like tailor made for him. It's great. Well, um, as soon as as soon as Rachel gets him to smile, he does do a better job. Yeah, but overall. it's still it's still not great though. Like No. And I mean it is confusing, isn't it? Because it seems like Kurt likes his life a little bit better, but Blaine has really been sort of a a confusingly yeah, like, negative influence. Like he told yeah. he was like, confront Karofsky. That's yeah, a good exactly. idea. Right? And he's like he's sing, like sing just... in front of the sing in front of all the warblers and embarrass yourself. That's yep. a good idea. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, it's great. Oh, I love it. The, um anyway, there's a fun yeah. shot um near the end of the number of Will's face in the audience. Oh my god, it's amazing. Where he is terrified yes it's His perfect eyes are so wide and he is like white as a sheet yes it's great uh, yep and then um at the very end of it uh they get a standing ovation because mercedes gets yep. everyone else to stand up um, yeah she encourages the rest of the new directions to stand well and and the My crowd question, even yeah i've got a question before we move um on to the next scene sure weren't nick nick or jeff gonna do a solo well, Maggie, they moved on, but they didn't. Yeah, maybe they maybe they didn't measure up to you know hmm. the only actual extant being at Dalton besides well, Kurt, which is Blaine. This is another thing that I'm. Sh- this is a Glee thing, right? Where the people they compete against tend to only do like one number, while the New Directions yeah. do like three. Yeah. Be- and three is like a normal number of exactly. amount of numbers for a show choir, right? Yeah. So. Were there just two numbers we didn't see from both the hipsters and the warblers? I mean, I assume, like, in, like, a real-world sense, yeah, probably. In Glee, though, I don't think so. Like, I think Mm. they only Mm. performed the one number, so... I mean, but what about Nick and Jeff? They were supposed to get... One of them was supposed to get a solo. I'm upset for them. (laughs) Maggie, don't be upset for them. They don't exist. (laughs) Oh man, uh, Kurt doesn't. He doesn't really seem to touch anyone at the school, so no. we don't have any. He, he high fived that one guy. So he high fived that one guy. You're I mean, right. just because just because they don't, they're not they're, real, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they're not corporeal. Corporeal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eh, what can you do? The next <laughs> scene is New Directions in the green room. Yes, uh, they are in shambles once again. Yes. Finchel, Tyke, and Barty drama all around. Yeah, Artie is accusing Brittany of adultery, which she admits to, um, which is a weird part of that scene. Um, (laughs) And then Rachel finds out that everyone already knew that Finn and Santana slept together. (laughs) Well, there's a fun... There's a... Because we've seen this before, right? Where Rachel is the last to find out and then has a total blabbermouth about it. Yep. Um, Where... uh, she, I think it's like Mercedes is like, oh, you just found out about that? And she's like, well, Quinn told me. And Quinn's like, well, uh, Puck told me. Yeah. And Puck <laughs> yeah. is like, yep, I did. <laughs> yep. Well, and so, um, yeah, so then Finn kind of 
final let's go and like is like Rachel we weren't together at the time you were with someone yep. else and then um yep. Rachel announces that she won't be going on Artie announces that he uh. won't be going on Tina announces that she won't be going on and then Will arrives and reprimands them all for acting so childish yes <laughs> Will gives them uh a bad a pep speech <laughs> it's not very good uh there is a funny moment in this scene um, near the beginning where Quinn is like, the last time we performed, I went into labor. Yeah. I think I'm having post-traumatic stress disorder. She's like really heavily triggered. She's like <laughs> leaning back in a chair and like holding her belly. It's like, oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. Well, I love it. Well, and my, my favorite thing is, so Will gives him this pep, like this really not good pep talk where he's it's like, mediocre. if you all hate each other, like you guys can all hate each other, but for six minutes, go up there and pretend like you're friends. Um <laughs> Which, but my thing is, I was like, you know, what's probably the root of this behavior? Poor leadership. You Poor idiot. Leadership. Like, <laughs> I just coughed a little bit. Oh man. Oh. Uh, so they're not actually about to go perform. They're gonna have a little bit of resolution before that. Yeah. Uh, they are. So the girls are wearing uh, black and white dresses. Yes. With black tights underneath. And the boys are wearing maroon shirts and black pants. There you yes. go. I, yeah. We 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 usually talk about the, the oh the outfits. Gear, yeah, you're right. So. Yeah. Um. So we're pre-show. Um. Brittany reveals that she doesn't actually know what adultery is. She thinks it's yes. being adult. Which, adult. Which is kind of funny. I'll give them that one. Um. But so she actually lost Artie's comb. Um, at yeah, motocross she, practice it, yeah it was in her pocket and she lost it at motocross which is amazing as soon as she's like I, I like of course she does motocross yeah exactly I love it I love it um then we find out which, that it was actually just a trash comb <laughs> Artie had picked it up from the floor and was about to go throw it in the trash and then was like oh I'll just give this to Brittany and lie and say that it's magic <laughs> Which she's like, you let me comb my hair with it? Like, it's so good. Um, and then he turns it into saying that Brittany is magic all on her own. And yes. And he apologizes. Brittany, he does actually say that he's sorry. He <laughs> and uh, yeah. Brittany is like, oh, okay. And then she she seems bolstered and tells Artie that when she dances today, she's dancing for him. Yes very cute then yep. we get a little flash to um pisces which is puck and zizes yes that's fun right pisces well, it's like um, yeah like pisces yeah we see uh lauren stretching on the floor and puck's like what are you doing she's like oh well i'm a wrestler this is how i get pumped yeah um and then she's like but i'm not nervous you want to know why and, yeah, the well, Puck is, uh, Puck is like, well, you don't be nervous. It's going to be okay. And she's like, I'm not <laughs> nervous because show choir is stupid. Which I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Yep. Puck's just like, oh, all right. Yeah. But Puck seems sort of cowed by Lauren's Lysis Yes. <laughs> Most of the time, he's just like, yes. damn. Whenever she's around, he's sort of um, he's a little bit less puckish. Yes. In a way. <laughs> um, but so then we cut to puckish Ken and is Barbie. A, is a, descriptor yeah. you ready yes ken yeah, and barbie okay. yeah we cut to ken and barbie um <sighs> guess what they're doing oh that's right they're gonna come down the aisles just like we've seen in both regionals like- and sectionals from last year 
Just like fucking Rachel and Finn. Well, okay. Um, so that's it's that's, annoying. That's one of the things I wrote down about this scene. Um, Will is like, oh, like when Emma tells him this, he's like, oh, like we got to change everything up and showcase other people. He did the exact same thing, just with different yes. people. Like, boring, <laughs> boring. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, they, they do sing. So they sing, I've had the time of my life. I've had in parentheses. Is it, yeah. is it a callback to just be lazy? Like, no. What no, the that's fuck? called being lazy. It's not a callback. That's the thing. This going down the aisles thing, they can call it whatever they like, but I'm fucking tired of it. Like, <laughs> I am like, too. I'm over it. As, especially now that they have the two blandest characters doing it. Yes. Um, um but uh amazingly like quinn and sam being together like individually they are compelling characters but together they just become the most bland um like mayo yeah in the whole world i don't understand how that's possible it's like one of those rare moments where the phrase they could both do better actually works (laughs) it's true Anyway, um, yeah, but they they sing it. Sam sounds it's weirdly auto tuned. Maybe like he does. Yeah, um, but that anyway, Court Overstreet's voice? Ugh. Question mark. Poor poor Court Overstreet. Then, but anyway, um, there's a I lot know of dancing. The, like, oh, yeah, definitely at the time, everyone was upset about Glee auto tuning. Right? Yeah. Like it was a, it was a common thing. complaint. Yeah. Um, which is really unrealistic on our part, if you think about it, because we can't really expect yeah. these people to both act and sing. Um, no, because they're, they can't really not do Anne either. Hathaway, like <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, so uh, there's a uh, there, there's a lot of dancing because Will yep. said there was going to be dancing. It's good dancing and too. It's actually pretty Acrobatic. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so after they finish the song, they get a standing O. Yeah. Before they move on Mid- to their next song. Yeah, mid-performance. Yeah. Um, Yikes. Which, their next song... Well, okay, before we get to it, let's talk about this crowd. Yeah. Because the first sure. time I watched it, I am so tired of these shitty crowds at sectionals yeah. and regionals. Glee clou- well, Glee crowds, in general, yeah. are such bullshit. They're always standing. They're always clapping. They're always yelling. It's like, yeah. hey... Sit the fuck down so that these people can perform. What the fuck? Well, that, but so when, when Sam and Quinn are coming down the aisles during the scene, there are people in the audience who are like literally almost out of their chairs yeah. dancing. They are um, losing their minds. Which I was like, why didn't anybody do this for warblers or hipsters? Oh, that's right. Because normal people don't do this. Like this isn't a thing that crowds <laughs> do ever. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway, it's the crowd's like, it's shitty. Like Ryan, it's like Ryan Murphy... He so this auditorium is full of extras, right? Yes. Yeah. Ryan Murphy stands on the stage, uh, getting everybody prepped for action, and he's just like, "Okay, I need you to act the most, please. <laughs> act the <More>. most." <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Here's I guess part of it is it's one of those instances where Glee is like trying to like kind of lie to us a little bit, where mm-hmm. instead of telling, like, instead of showing us that the new directions are in fact the best choir and that they can perform yep. the best. They're trying to make us believe it by having the audience react. Yeah. The having best the surrounding stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Having the surrounding stuff prove that the new directions are the best instead of actually just doing yeah. a good thing, a good performance that we as the audience enjoy. Right. Exactly. Um, but speaking of good performances, I'd have to say, oh yeah. yeah, I'd have to say 
time of my life is a bad song choice still yes it oh, falls no. into the same the same problem as journey exactly right? yeah no that's the thing it's still an old song that like is just like a power ballad from 1980s or whatever and it's like yeah that was that was part of the critique will you should have listened to Emma. It wasn't that it was Rachel and Finn. That was a big part of it. But the other part of it was it was a ballad from like the yes. 80s. Like, yep. Ugh. Yep. Yeah. But so the speaking next part of, is very yeah. good, though. Yes. Yes. So the next the next performance is Santana leading Valerie yes. by Amy Winehouse. Yes. Which yes. is yeah, it's I mean, that's the thing. So it's also Mike and Britney's dance number. Um, yes. There's not a lot of words for this because it's just so good. Like, it's just this very performance good. is just very, very good. Yep. Uh, we see Santana, like, at the beginning of the number, uh, the first few chords are coming in or whatever, and Santana is in the back with two other people around her. I think one of them is Brittany, and um, she turns, and they've pinned, like, a special little hat. Yeah. On, well, like, a it, little fascinator, and she has her own mic. It's yes. Great. Well, and like the the little like hat thing has like a little veil. It's very yeah. Amy Winehouse. Like it is very good. It's it, great. It, it, and it, yes. Santana sings it beautifully, obviously. Yes. Uh finally we get a number with Santana leading um yes. In in true competition or whatever. It's fucking great. Uh it's very good. And the Britney and Mike dancing is, extremely acrobatic yes. it's it's well again also very good like this is the thing where i'm like oh they finally are like this one i i will actually concede to will where i'm like oh yeah you finally realized you have two like crazy good dancers why not yep. use them to do crazy good and dancing like they're singing a good song yes oh, oh wow yes um but it's very good so do we want to move on I guess we have to. Uh, there is a fun shot of a surprised Will at the end. Yes. Like he does seem sort of like, wow, that worked. Um, well, I think he's he looks mostly... Su- at, like the cheering crowd. Yeah, I think his. I think he's mostly surprised that his shitty pep talk seems yeah, to have actually worked. done something. Like, <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, so let's move on to the awards. Um, Mr. Pete Sosnowski is uh, yes. announcing these awards. He also he gives plugs... a little yeah, speech. Yeah, he plugs motor vehicle safety stuff. Um, I think it's supposed to be a joke, like, from Glee, that, like, oh, he's yeah. the motor vehicle guy. And it's like, okay, well, you could also just give us the award ceremony. Like, no, they, this is unnecessary. they throw in this bit, <laughs> this bit character where uh, he has, like, a little speech about how um, you should... Uh, be an put, organ like, donor. Change your, yeah, like... Yeah, be an organ donor. And he's like, it's never too late to donate. And it's like, was that a... What was, was that? That a, <laughs> that a was jo- nothing. <laughs> <laughs> is that a joke? Like, I don't understand. Um, but anyway, so we find out that the hipsters got third place. Surprisingly. They seem pumped about that. Yeah, I think Weird. they're just... Yeah, I think they're, like, just surprised that they placed it all, maybe. Why is why is third place always so fucking pumped? I, I don't get it. Guys, we tried our hardest, and you know what? Also, at, We're here. at regionals last year, the, the runner-up was announced, and then first place. Like, yeah. are they... They're just playing Calvin Ball. Well, with how Maggie, this works. Maggie, I hate see, that's it. the thing. That's the thing. They had to announce third place this time because mm-hmm. the <laughs> Warblers and New Directions actually tied ah. for first place. Because that's a fucking, thing that can happen. Fucking Calvin Ball bullshit. 
<laughs> yeah, stupid. It's, it's dumb. Um, like uh, so, Will and Blaine shake hands. Yes. Well, that's because that's the thing. Blaine told us earlier that there's no director for the Warblers, but Blaine is definitely <laughs> the director for the Warblers. Um, he is somehow in charge. Yeah. Um, even though Wes, the um, the leader of their council, yes, uh, even does though seem yeah, holds some sort of sway. Yeah. Well, and so, um, well, he's just a puppet. He's the of course. He, yeah. But anyway, um, Will somehow still ends up with the trophy though. Even though yep. they tied, they give the trophy to New Directions. Um, Maybe which, they had two trophies? I, well, um, let's talk about it, because the next scene is important about this trophy. Yes. Will comes to brag about his win to Emma's office. Yes, he he presents the trophy to Emma by putting it on her desk. And yeah. Emma's like, listen, I need to tell you about my weekend. Congratulations or whatever, but you've got to <laughs> hear this so that we can end this conversation probably as fast as possible. Well, before um, we before we get yeah. to what she says, my question, who is Will now? Is he just Sue? Like, Sue wasn't in this episode, so I guess they had to, like, is it in Jane Lynch's contract that someone has to be shitty and present a trophy? Like, like, what do you mean? Lord, because that seems like a very Sue move to, like, walk into someone's office and put a trophy on their desk and be like, hey, look, yeah, I won. Like, that is a little weird. Like, why, I guess... I mean, why couldn't Will just be like, we won? Yeah. Um, he, he's like lording it over. Like, he's being a shitty person, which he always is. So, like, it's fine, I eh. guess. It's in character. Any, anywho, um, Emma's like, you got to hear about my weekend. Uh, Carl and I went to Vegas. And Will is like, I don't want to hear this. Stop, please. Right. And Emma's like, well, we... Uh, we and then Will catches sight of her hand, which has a big ass ring on it. Yep. And he's like, "Is that an engagement ring?" And she's like, "It's actually a wedding ring." Yep. Uh, yep. And yeah. So Will so, is devastated. He's visually devastated. Um, and it feels really good to see this. <laughs> like I really You're enjoyed so horrible. it. Um. Well, here's the thing. Um. We also get to see how shitty of a person Will is because he's devastated, but he yeah. doesn't let Emma say anything else after that. Like, yeah. she starts he's to just, talk, and he just, like, like, cuts her off and walks away. Yeah, he's like, that's enough. Uh, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yep. Um, All right. Yeah, so... Well, I mean, Emma pulled that... Emma delivered that news like she was pulling off a Band-Aid, you know? She knew yep. it was going to be horrible and that Will was going to try to make her feel bad for yep. living her life. And she's just like, let's get this fucking over with, I guess. Yep, because she's an adult, The next Maggie. scene, it's true. The next scene is Finchel having a discussion in the hallway. Yes. Uh, it's sort of a, the beginning of their conversation is strange, where <laughs> Rachel's just like, I remember that being a part of something special makes you special. Well, and... not that she remembers that, that she told Will that in the first yeah. episode. Yep. <laughs> like, is pretty much what she said verbatim, which is weird. No weird thing well, to say. Well, she says that like winning together made her remember that like she's a part of something special. Right. And then then Finn is like, are we a part of something special? The two of us? <laughs> <laughs> and, Ra and Rachel's like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and then Finn turns this around by being like, no more lying. We can never lie to yeah. each other ever again. Yep. <laughs> and. And Rachel is like, well, yeah, well, well, listen. then let's start immediately with the honesty train. I did a bad thing. 
Um, and she reveals yes. that she made out with Puck earlier this episode. Like, yeah, like last week when they were walking off, and um, Puck told that like throwaway joke about steroids. steroids. They yeah. were going to Rachel's house to make out. I guess. Yep. Yeah, and so um, and she, Back, she uh, and. We get a flash to it where uh, we see them, you know, rolling around on Rachel's bed, and Puck is like, "I can't do this. I, I've, I've done this to Finn before. I cannot again." And then he leaves, and it's yeah. like, "Jesus, dude, why'd you start making out with her in the first place, idiot?" Yeah, well, Maggie, he uh, he had a spiritual experience, but it's not like it changes him entirely. Also, yeah, it's um, not like he's. St- He's, he is still Puck. Yeah. So Rachel does mention that she did this specifically because she knew it would hurt Finn the yeah, most. She did if this she did to it with hurt Puck. Finn. <laughs> and so then Finn dumps her cheating ass because he's not as yeah. dumb as you might think, well, I guess. Finn is like, Finn is like, this is the worst thing you could possibly do to me. <laughs> well. And he's like, especially after this, after what happened with Quinn. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> We're broken up now. And he walks away. And Rachel's like, you said you would never break up with me. And Finn's like, I didn't realize you were going to do this to me. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's so like, it. Finchel's, traditional- Finchel's broken up, everybody. Yeah. In traditional fashion, Rachel makes it super dramatic, which is very entertaining. Yeah. But like also she, like, like. screams down, down a crowded hallway. It's, yeah. You said you'd never break up with me. Oh, it's great. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move Oof. on. Um, let's move on to the Go, dead bird Rachel. scene where Kurt <laughs> is worried about the bird, Pavarotti, yeah. <laughs> because well, he the thinks bird's it's not dead. dead yet. And then Blaine arrives. No, yeah, because Blaine arrives to tell us that it's just molting. Yeah, there's because um, we this should is clarify because so, there is an episode yeah. where the bird dies. That's not this one. Um, <laughs> which, which, okay, here's a, again. Yeah. What a way, what a great way to psychologically torment someone is to be like, <laughs> this bird, you have to keep it alive. It's been living, like, it's, it's part of, like, of generations old, you know? No, like, this that, is a they, very important bird. If you let it die, yeah. Yes. When they present Kurt that, with Pavarotti, yeah. the bird, uh, they're like, this is from a line of birds uh, from, like, 1891. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh fuck! It's, it's a great. lot of responsibility. But, um, but so yeah. here's the so the Blaine ta- talks about Pavarotti for a little bit, and we figure out why this is happening. It's because um, he has a little line where he says, uh, "Blaine says, oh, you know, he he has food, he has water, he likes his cage." And I was like, "Oh, the bird is a metaphor for Kurt," because like. <laughs> Blaine is trying to get him to like accept his cage, Fuck. you know. Sam, you're so. so right. Oh my god. Yes. You just you just no. Like, I I literally like had... stanky onion. Holy moly. And the, the like the growing but yeah, it's that great, Kurt was feeling like... with the warblers this this episode was him molting his past so that he could yes. embrace his gilded cage. He could. Wow. Yes, and sing again. Get it? Because that's a literal thing where it's like the bird isn't singing. Yeah. This is a surprising... Wow, what a surprising metaphor. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I am just floored. 
<laughs> the, um, the next yeah. scene is New Directions gathered around the choir room piano. Yes. Um, they're just sort of recounting everything that's happened. They're like, we did win. We're all yes. happy to be with each other in this space. And then Santana's like, we heard about how Emma got married. And yep. Will's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Well, okay. See, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, there's also a little bit at the beginning of the scene where Tina and Mike make up, but who gives a shit? Um, but yeah. uh, Well, we already knew they were they were fine. Yeah. They're yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, but so um, this just kind of harkens back to the thing where it's like, Will, I think, should realize that he has fostered Boundaries. a really bad environment for like Boundaries. a teacher-student thing. Yeah, because like, he's like, I don't want to talk about and it's like you're not their like peer, you dumb shit. Like you don't yes. have to talk about it. Oh, it's great. Um, but yeah. So then, uh, Will is like, let's celebrate. Rachel, sing a the- solo. Um, yeah. And Rachel's- He's like, let's celebrate the way we know how. <laughs> Rachel, you you ready to you ready to hop on the sing train? And she's like, I'm not really in the mood to sing, but yes. Because it's the Finchels did just break up. They're yes. wearing the same outfits. Um and which is amazing. Why did I mean why did Finn go to rehearsal? They just won. They're obviously not gonna be doing any work. Like Oh, it's good. It's because he's a lackey, guess, Maggie. He wants I guess Will's they just approval. both love Glee Club. No, they just love Glee Club so much. I don't um I don't think Finn loves Glee Club. I think he loves Will's approval. But anyway, um yeah. Rachel is like, hey, I'm gonna give it to the unsung divas this week, Mercedes and Tina. Woo! And Woo! they sing. We flash to the auditorium uh, yes. for the number Dog Days Are Over. Yes. Uh, which is, it's really great. I really love this number also. Um, yes. There's some really fun choreography with like clapping behind the risers. And then there's a part where they all pretend to be asleep and then they all wake up. Yep. And then there's lots of hugging. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, uh, one of the other things about it too is during this number, we have a montage where we see Kurt with the yeah, birds. To it's reinforce, a recap montage. Yeah, to, to reinforce that Kurt and this bird are the same. We get a clip of that. <laughs> um, and then uh, we see Emma, her office is getting a new nameplate with her new last name, which she hyphenated because she's a modern woman. Um, That's and right. And Carl's in her office with her, and they're all over each other. Um, they're, they're macking hard. Yep. Then we and see th- a flash of Will being sad. And <laughs> yep. then uh, we get a bit with Rachel yes. uh, taking down her Finn accoutrement. It is the cat calendar, the Finchel yes. cat calendar with um, their faces superimposed faces on, on cats. Yes. And she and also she takes, takes off, off her, her necklace. Yeah. Yeah, the Finn necklace. Yes. Um, but yeah. yeah and, and that's then, it. Yeah. And then, yeah, the number ends. They're all in like a big hug. Um, Mercedes I mean, and Tina for bow. Us, yeah. For us, because Finchel is broken up, the dog days are over. Oh. Well, that's that's the fun thing about this number. That I was thinking when I was watching is I was like, I think the show wants us to think that, like, things are really, really rough right now because Emma got married, so Will is sad, and Finn and Rachel broke up, so they're sad, and Kurt has to learn how to live a new life, and he's sad. But for us, like, all of these things are positive. Yeah. Like, these are all great. Like, <laughs> For sure. I-, so. I feel great about where all the characters are right now, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, in general, like, you know. I don't know. We're, let's let's get into the podcast business. So we can yeah, we can talk about the podcast business. Stuff. Fuck yeah, podcast business, podcast business. Podcast I'm gonna... business. 
I'm going to cut in sense. I'm going to cut in some eight part harmony for that. Um I love it. <laughs> a wall of sound. <laughs> okay, so uh take it away Rachel, I guess. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Cool. Okay. So Great. let's go ahead and you get should go into... first. Uh what was that? You should go first. Let's go. Okay. Okay, cool. Um I'll start with Gold Star then. I'm giving my gold star this episode to Rachel because... Oh, great. Because, <laughs> like, here's the thing. Um, yeah, she did a really shitty thing, which was that she made out with Puck, <laughs> even though she was yeah. dating Finn, which is, like, yes. super duper shitty. But her, <laughs> her interaction with Kurt is probably enough to make this episode actually good. Like... Like yeah, her and Kurt's sure. like real moment is great. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, in general, like I, there's not a lot of great options in this episode to be quite sure. honest, which is weird. Cause it's a good episode. Yeah. But I, I pick Rachel. Cause I think that, I think that it was fun. And like, I like her performance of, uh, don't cry for me, Argentina, which I know you thought you found to be, Cringy. um, yeah, not great. Just but the like, cringiest. I, I think at least like on maybe the audio alone has some merit because Leah Michelle is just oh, a really sure. good singer. So for sure, it's really the context that really yeah. makes me her funeral. So yeah, it's really not great. Yep. Not not even the funeral bit. Really, just Kurt singing in front of the Warblers <laughs> when they are just so stone faced. Yes. Ah, uh, just thinking about it is giving me like heartburn. Okay. Okay. So I am also giving my. Uh, gold star to Rachel this Hooray! week. I think okay. partly because um, by the nature of it being like an ensemble show, they can't highlight uh, like all the characters at once, right? Right. So, yeah, I mean, Rachel's the one who has the most stuff this episode. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think part of it, too, is that she shows a lot of growth in some parts of the she episode. Does. In um, a way. It, but yeah, but it it seems like she might be growing, but we know she's gonna pull the same ass bullshit. Right? Yeah. Well, because that's the thing is the the whole thing with with uh, Finn is just like oh god, yeah. awful. Like so. I mean, you know. honestly, I'm happy that Finchel is, bro- is broken up. I'm over right. it. Um, they were horrible to each other. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's I, that's part of it for me too is i i pick rachel because she ended finchel technically yep. like her bad thing that she did is what broke them up so <laughs> yep and uh i can really get down with like some rachel dramatic bullshit um as sure. you already know yes uh yeah i just i love that leah michelle really leans into the character to the point of like everyone in universe hating her and like she was almost she was pretty hated by people who watched the show also. Right, so, yeah. Well, on, honestly, obviously she does a good job. Yeah. Like honestly, when when you say that, like it kind of gives me the same vibe as like Skylar in Breaking Bad where sure. people hated Skylar, but it was because she was like a an actual person. Person. Like, yeah. Like she was and also so, probably so cuz she it, was a woman. Like let's be real. I mean yeah, the show, Glee as a show, we've do- talked about it before, is misogynistic. Oh, yeah. Like, and oh, I yeah. think the portrayal of Rachel is inherently, like, there's some misogyny in there, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, no, no, because definitely. And well, yeah, so, yeah. Some of the most universally hated people are teenage girls. 
And <laughs> Rachel definitely falls into that that <laughs> scope. Right. Well, and like, but yeah, I think that's part of it. And like, if you think about the way that this episode ended, where they're like, oh, all these bad things happened. Rachel and Finn broke up. And yep. Emma got married to someone who was good for her. But we're supposed yeah, to feel bad happy. because Will is lusting after her. I, you know? I like, don't feel bad. No, right? I know. Like, I don't feel don't. bad either. I don't, like, th- I don't know if we're supposed to because both of our reaction is just like, oh, that's nice for Emma. I don't know. You I know? I feel like we're supposed to because Will is supposed to be a main character. But is I don't he, know anymore. Well, I guess like, he's supposed to. I guess he's supposed to be a main character, but like people in universe hate him so much that like, I'm not sure we're supposed to like him. Oh, you know, maybe, we, maybe we've been wrong the whole time. There's, there are a lot of people in universe who are just like, Will, you're terrible at this. Like, yeah. Well, you know? except, and also but, there was but at the all, same the jokes time, during the substitute, like yeah. the jokes during the substitute where it's like, what journey song haven't we done yet? Like, that's obviously showing us that we, we don't but have Maggie, to like Will. But Maggie, at the same time, everyone, all the people who criticize Will also praise him. Like, Holly Holiday is like, you're a great teacher, Will. Emma, you made some (laughs) bad choices, but you're still a great teacher, Will. Like, everyone (laughs) everyone who's like, Will, you're terrible at this, turns around by the end of the episode. Like, every time. Even the Glee Club members are like, you're my fake dad. Yeah, exactly. You taught me how to dance. Exactly. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't put any stock in like them like bashing on Will sometimes because it always kind of like in the same way that when characters are good, I can't trust them anymore because they've been so sure. bad. Like, I sure. can't believe it. Um, but anyway, let's yeah. move to best number. Um, I so my number one best number for this episode is Valerie. Same, actually. Okay, yeah. But I want to put Dog Days Are Over into contention for group number. Ex- Okay. Um, okay. Because sure. it's one of the it's one of the better group numbers in my opinion. It's really full bodied. A lot of people sing. Yeah. And um, you know, well, I really it's I like just one of like the it only... when they're all happy yeah. and smiling. Well, it's, it's nice. like one of, it's one of the only times I think Tina actually gets a lead. Um, yeah. Which is nice because she has a nice voice, and like Mercedes yes. is also leading. Like so, yeah. I I because that's the thing. In my best number, I wrote down number one is Valerie, and number two is Dog Days Are Over. So great. I, I think yeah. we should we should keep that one in our back pocket for when we have to go back through this trash garbage fire of a season. Um. <laughs> so man, their their sophomore season is not great, huh? The, their sophomore fifteen is really heavy. Um. <laughs> Let's see. So, um, for rating, I know I just said yeah. that this this entire se- this season is garbage, but actually, I'm giving this episode half of a slushy out of five. Yeah, yes, um, I'm yeah. I'm giving it um half of a slushy also because while there are, I mean, there's problems, right? It's yeah. Glee. It's not perfect, but I love this like train of thought where Blaine is not actually a human. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah. great. Um, and uh. It's fun to watch characters grow and change and actually have um, – because I think part of the reason why this episode is good is that things actually happen in it. Yeah. You know? Definitely. It's a, it's, it's a sectionals episode, so that means that there's direct, like, linear movement towards some sort of goal. Um, yeah. And things well, change. And I mean, Finchel yeah, breaks up, you know? Finchel it's, breaks it's not, up. We don't get a, we don't yeah. get a glee set. Yeah, and Emma got married. Like, things happened in this episode. I honestly, like, 
the that's the thing is I originally I was thinking about giving this episode a single slushy, but when we talked about it, I realized that like there isn't really a really bad plot this time around. Like there's Which not is- they're not all like shining stars, mind you, but they're not bad. Like, like there's nothing is, where it's like overtly terrible. That so. is just so buck wild, though, that this episode is better because there isn't like a really shit plot line. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't do something overly offensive, like you know. Which that is echoed by some of the critics that we've read. Do you remember? Like, there's the I think it was Todd Vanderwolf who was like. Yeah, sometimes you really have to praise Glee when it's not overtly bad. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, because that's the thing is we're back to that thing where it's like, do we just have to praise it for doing like the bare minimum of television show, which is like not being offensive, which maybe we do. Like, I don't know. It's it's fine. Like, because that's the thing is I'm hard pressed to say like what about this episode makes me like yeah make give it less than a perfect rating i think part of it is the idea that like Artie lies to britney yeah Finchel has any plot line even, whatsoever even <laughs> just like the characterization of britney is yeah it's problematic um it's problematic questionable at best and um yeah. well and I've had and, the time of is, my life is a boring fucking song. Like It is. <laughs> so those are the things to be upset about with the episode. But it's yeah. great to have people sing who aren't Liam Michelle or Corey yeah. Monteith. Yep. Um, if if only because we get a little bit of variety <laughs> in yeah. Um, yeah. the tonality of it all. And um, yeah, it's, it's just fun to see characters grow and change. Yes. And also... <laughs> That's it though, over, right? Yeah. That's the app. Yeah, so let's let's just wrap up with our uh, socials here. Um, so you can find us on Facebook and Twitter if you search for Sam Mega Hate Glee or uh, Twitter is at SNM Hate Glee. Um, nice. And you can also email us, snmhateglee at gmail.com. Um, we yeah. love hearing from people. Maggie recently heard from someone about, uh, uh, because we talked about in uh, Rocky Horror Picture, or the Rocky yeah. Horror Glee show, um, they use the phrase, see you on the boards. Sue says that to Will. Oh my God. Um, and <laughs> Maggie had someone confirm for us that that is not a thing. Uh, not a thing. Definitely nope. not a thing. This friend um, of mine is uh, about to, they're about to go to school to get their master's in theater. And they were just like, no, that's, I've never heard that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, we love hearing things like that. Um, it definitely yes. makes us feel better about what we're doing because sometimes it can get a little blue. Um, it's a little, it's a little bleak in a way. So it is yes. nice to get um, a, it, you know, a reach from the beyond to know that we're yes. not just screaming about this show to each other. Um, yes. We're uh, screaming hard, at other people, too. I, I was going to say, it's, it's hard It's hard to be the void for each other, so it's nice if other mm-hmm. people can help. <laughs> can help it's through, true. But it's not. Um, but yeah, uh, and then also we have a Patreon. Um, I'm looking at revamping how things work a little bit. Um, uh, so keep an ear out for that, and we'll let you know more. Um Totally. The next episode of Glee is the Christmas episode. So get ready, just, everybody. Just in time for the middle of February. Um, just in time for Valentine's Day. It's the it's the Christmas episode. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very Glee Christmas. Yes. And be warned, it's a lot of Rachel being sad that she's not with Finn anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Um, another thing... Uh, 
speaking of holidays that are coming at the wrong time of year, um, Mm -hmm. if you are a fan of this podcast, you might be a fan of our other podcast, The Devil's Threesome. Um, And by you might be a fan, you might be a future fan, because I don't know if you've listened to it. But that's the plug I'm making. You might be a future fan? Jesus. Well, (laughs) that's the plug I'm making, because um, uh, we recently, and this is going to be a couple weeks later, but... We recently started releasing episodes again, um, and we just had one that was a Christmas-themed episode that came out a week before Valentine's Day because we're really good at podcasting, if you couldn't tell. What's up? So Uh, The Devil's Threesome is a podcast where me and my brother Sam and our mutual friend Andrew read um, electronic dime store erotica. Yes, and then we review it, or at least we try. Um Yes. Anyway, we, ta- we talk about we talk about, you know, some some real blue stuff over there. But that's it. I think that's the whole thing. Thank yes. you so much for listening this week. We are so happy to have you. Um, yes, it's been a pleasure for us, really, most of all. Um, but that's why we do that's it because sure. we enjoy the pleasure. So anyway, I've been saying it's always oh. nice when the episode is good and we're happy at the end. It's great. yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Doesn't anyway, happen often, though. yep. But we'll see you next week. I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie, and we Hakley from the top.